Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Third Shift. Today is a special deep dive. You know how we do it around here. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. And with me, as always, is Mr. Matt. That's right. Mr. Matt, are you ready to do a little deep dive today? I, I, I guess I am ready. I, we should say that this is a special request from our buddy Sean Haggerty. I guess months and months ago, he said, Oh, I'm trying to get those 85 op points in the Atticus and Thrall Rebellion, so I'm having trouble with Eldrag. Would you help me out with an Eldragone deep dive? And then we went, Oh my god, we hate Eldragone. Uh, we're terrible with him. Let's just put it off and put it off. And then finally, the time has come. The time has come, except for I think Sean actually completed it with Eldragone. He may not have. He mastered Eldragone, but he didn't uh-huh. say he got those 85 op point skins with him. That's true. All so, right. Well, maybe maybe we're still helping him out. Maybe I still got a couple pro tips left in me. I don't know. We'll see. I'll see if we can eat them out of you. That's right. We'll milk them. Want to milk them out of you, Matt? Oh, God. No, it's getting weird already. It's a little strange. It's going to be a fun one. We're talking about El Dragon, Mr. Matt. It's going to be a good one. Yes, Yes, it is. All right. Well, let's just kick it off then because you're already having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's me. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, everybody. We're gonna be doing El Dragon. He's an LLC attacker. A little bit of history on him before I tell you what he's all about. Mm-hmm. Mr. El Dragon is a ooh, professional wrestling whatever they call those people. What do they call him? Is he a wrestler? Yes, he's a wrestler. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, don't they got a special name for those masked ones? He's a luchador, yeah. Ah, that's it, a luchador. That's what I was trying to think of. So anyways, he's a wrestler. He was the biggest, baddest man pajama out there until one day poor little old Isaac came in the ring and ripped off El Dragon's arms and ended his wrestling career until El Dragon replaced them with robotic arms and swore vengeance against Isaac. And he joined the Battleborn. I'm not sure it's poor little Isaac if he's the one who ripped off El Dragon's arms. I think it's poor little El Dragon who got his arms ripped off by the big mean Isaac. <laughs> no, no, Isaac, you know, he's a robot. We don't blame robots for anything that happens, okay? No, that's that's know. not right, no. That's that alternate reality I'm talking about? That that's, that's your robot fantasy where you put your brain in a robot body. Well, I'll never sign a contract, I promise you that much. We won't honor those bogus <laughs> treaties. So, yes, there you have it. He joins the Battleborn. He swears he's going to get a rematch against Isaac and take him out this time. Bada mm. bing, bada boom, you've got El Dragon. He's an agile, skirmisher, and easy character to play. I think that's complete BS. He's a difficult character to play. That's what I say. Well, as we've learned, easy relates to the way his skills and abilities interact and stuff but i definitely agree true especially now after his his nerf of his attack speed attack damage and overall health he's definitely a difficult character to play also i don't think he's really a skirmisher unless you think of a skirmisher as like i ran up and hit you once and then i had to run away like i think of him more of like an assassin like i was telling you earlier today if there's one little character out wandering by their lonesome eldragon can take him out but Skirmisher says to me you can hold your own for a little bit, you know, like a brawl. And you, you can't really do that with Eldragon. you got to get out of there. I mean, technically, I guess the wording's okay because Skirmisher does mean, yeah, you hop in, you hit, 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 and you hop back out. Yeah, I guess. kind of get in there, you throw some punches, you do a little tag, wang, bam, and you get the heck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. It, it's sort of all right, but I agree. Yeah. I think he'd be more of an assassin type, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Anywho, besides all that, Mr. Matt, let's go ahead and move on, talk a little bit about his main abilities, and we'll go from there. So to start things off, we've got MRBX Cybernetic Arms. El Dragon's primary melee combo is a flurry of blows, while his secondary is a powerful clap. Activating his offhand melee while sprinting executes a drop kick. Ooh, a drop kick. That's pretty cool, man. You like that drop kick, I know. I'll get into it more later because All of right. the skills that augment them. But overall, basic attack's awesome. Clap is great. Drop kick sucks. Never use the drop kick. Beautiful. Well, to go with them beautiful robotic arms he's got, he's mm. got a CWF championship belt. The symbol of El Dragon's faded glory in the ring provided a synergistic effect with the champ's abilities, increasing his effectiveness in battle. So basically, that's just a passive, hey, this is what part of what makes me El Dragon. Nothing special. Yeah. I've got a belt. Yeah. Holds my pants up. And then thirdly, here we've got Undisputed Champ. Each enemy killed boosts El Dragon's primary melee combo damage by 1.5% to a maximum of 10 stacks. Half of the stacks are lost on death. So, self-explanatory. Mm. The more enemies you kill while staying alive, the more bam bam jamba you get. That's right. After death, you lose some of it. And you definitely notice it. I mean, I don't think there's like a counter on the screen, so you can really notice it, notice it. But when you're rolling as Eldragon, even after the nerf, you definitely feel it. You know, you're getting up in those levels, you're getting those stacks of Undisputed Champ. You're just rolling through enemies, especially like in a PvE or a story op or something like that. You're just rolling, just smashing face. Feels good. Feels good, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. A little bit I've got to enjoy of smashing faces before I was killed. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Levels one and two, we were, they were really great. That's right. <laughs> so moving on to his actual skills, we're going to start off with Enfuego. El Dragon explodes, uh, dealing 56 damage to nearby enemies for 10 seconds. El Dragon's attacks and skills take on additional properties. Its cooldown is 60 seconds. Uh, Enfuego doesn't do a lot of damage initially, like you said, only 56. I mean, if Enfuego's up, you need to be Enfuego. If you're in a fight, because what it does to Dragon Splash, especially, it doesn't specifically say how much it buffs his attack damage and attack speed, but it's noticeable. You're throwing hands out there, they're glowing, they're full of just piss and vinegar, you just, you're laying waste to people when you're in Fuego. So if you can get in on people and get in Fuego, you need to be doing it. Makes sense. And of course, it'll tie in with the rest of these here. We're going to go ahead and go mm-hmm. with Clothesline. El Dragon charges forward with his arms outstretched, dealing 167 damage to enemies. En Fuego, a powerful leap, dealing massive damage to one enemy. Its cooldown is 18 seconds. Yeah, clothesline is pretty nice. I always use it to engage, which I'll talk about a little bit more in the Helix, but it's also a nice escape tool. I like that it takes away collision on enemies when you're doing it, so you can just run through a whole path of people. But other than the one thing I'm going to talk about later, it's not really that useful for me. Even in Fuego, I don't think it's that great because instead of a nice long like three to four second run, you do like one big hop. So if you're in like PVE or maybe you're on a sentry, this is great. Just hop and smash the enemy real, real good, but I prefer the base version of it really. And moving on to his last ability, we've got a Dragon Splash. 
El Dragon leaps into the air and falls back down, dealing 200 damage to nearby enemies. And Fuego stuns all enemies damaged. Cooldown, 16 seconds. I think this is kind of the inverse of Clothesline to me. The Enfuego version of this is awesome, because you jump up in the air, spin in a ball, and then you stun everybody for one second. And if you augment it, it's even better. But the base damage, you jump and you float around and everybody punches you in the face. Even in PvE, enemies are just shooting you while you're up there. You do a little splash, and unless you augment it later, you're just like, oh, I just wasted all this time to do you know, what would have been you know, maybe, what, three hits of his melee combo? I think with Eldrag, you really got to work on your timing as far as damage goes. And the base version of this without the augment doesn't do anything for me. If I'm a level 1 Eldrag, I almost never use this. Yeah, what it's looking like basically is without Enfuego, you're going nowhere. So yeah. it's all about making sure you got Enfuego up before you go into any sort of uh, large engagement. Yeah, definitely. So there you have it. You've got all of his skills. you got all of his passives. Now it's time for the helix. The left side of the tree is called Pure Face. It's a lot to do with cooldown reduction, kind of altering like attack ranges and adding some utility onto some of your stuff. To the right, you've got Heal Turn. That's a lot more just pure damage abilities or you know, area of effect up, damage amplification, all kinds of stuff. You guys will see what we're talking about later, but kind of more... Utility base to the left, straight up damage to the right. Starting it off, level one, to the left you've got the stunner. Enemies hit by clothesline are slowed, plus 30% slow for three seconds. In the middle, the mutation, you've got untouchable. Eldragon suffers reduced damage while clothesline is active, and that's a 30% damage reduction. To the right, you've got the comeback. Enemies hit by dragon splash deal reduced damage for a short time, minus 30% damage for eight seconds. This one, I think, is kind of a toss-up between the left and the middle. To the right, I've tried taking the one to the right where enemies hit by Dragon Splash deal reduce damage, and they're still doing 60% damage to you for those eight seconds, so I don't think it does a lot for me. If you hit people with your clothesline and you slow them, that's a more tangible benefit right off the bat. If you go with the middle, I like to use clothesline to engage on enemies, so if I'm running in with my clothesline, and I'm getting damage reduction for, you know, the long-range shots that you're hitting me with, I like to pick that one just because I can get in, not worry about having too much damage, you know, to watch watch my HP, watch my shield, know when i got to get out. It just helps me out a little bit more. So for me, left or middle, can't go wrong. Oh, man, giving that that two toss-up. Come on. I'm going to say right. it's a solid left for me. Okay. You're going to want to, I don't know, I just feel like, being slowed is as awesome because it works in both cases. If you're coming in to start the battle, you're, in, in theory, slowing down the enemies you're about to go ahead and attack, making sure you're going to get hits on them before they have a chance to run away and do whatever they're going to try to do. And if you use it as a retreat, hey, once again, make sure you hit them on your way out, and that slows them up. Now they can't chase you. You're pretty much a guaranteed getaway at that point unless you got a lot of ranged laying down a lot of heavy damage on you. Uh, I, I do see why you pick the middle sometimes because of the damage reduction and all that, but I just mm. think overall left is the better option. There you go. Dissenting opinions. Mm-mm. Well, sort of, because I'm mine's a toss-up. Yeah. But now, level two, to the left you got splash damage. Dragon Splash leaves behind an electrical field that deals damage over time to nearby enemies. That's 200 extra damage over six seconds. 
To the right, you've got Momentum. Each target hit with Dragon Splash increases movement speed and decreases the skill's cooldown, plus 10% movement speed and minus 10% cooldown time per hit. Now, as much as the one to the right feels like... I mean, I like all those stats. I like movement speed and I like cooldown time. In like a PvP environment, I can't really hit a lot of people with it. So I always go to the left because the left gives you AoE you throw on the ground, and AoE on the ground is always good. Even though they've nerfed the radius and they've really nerfed the damage on this, it's at least something else that you're going to have people fighting in when you're fighting with them. So it's an extra little tick of damage for them to be worrying about and thinking about. And Oh, um, I hear the electrical sound. i got to jump out of the field. i I got to get out of here. I would agree. Hands down, you're going to want to go with splash damage on that one. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, it just, blam, you hit the ground, the electricity's all over the place. If they're dumb and stay in it, well, good on you. Now you're, you're doing your damage plus the, uh, the, you know, the electrical damage. If they get out yeah. of it, now they're scattered and confused. They don't know whether just to run and reengage later, which is, it's a win-win. Because then if, at that point, mm-hmm. if they do run, you just cleared the lane or cleared the field. And you can move forward, push forward. Hopefully your teammates are on board. And, yeah, splash damage, boys and girls. That's the way to go. Now, level three, I think this one, again, is going to be pretty pretty clear-cut as to what you should take. To the left, you've got Deafening Applause. Eldragon's clap attack is accompanied by a powerful shockwave de- dealing AoE damage, plus 100% attack range. To the right, you've got Power Fists, which replaces Eldragon's primary melee combo finisher with a powerful single-target punch. I have never once gone to the right. Never, ever, 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 ever. Because Deafening Applause gives you some range with Eldragon. You know, if anyone's like me and is playing a melee character and you get in there, it's sometimes hard to keep your eye on those people. Like, they'll, you know, move out to like a like a 45-degree angle from you and you lose vision on them. But if you're just standing there clapping, it goes boom, 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 boom. You're hitting those people to the left, to the right. I don't think it goes in back, but possibly in the back. So as you're trying to circle around and find them and hit them with your actual melee hits, which I think do a better job, you can be ticking extra damage on them with the clap. And extra damage is always good. Mm-hmm. Once again, what a good choice, Matt. What a fantastic choice. Deafening applause, Thanks, buddy. I think, is the better option precisely for what you said. When you're in a situation where it's getting hairy, everyone's running all over the flipping place, this just gives you a minute to just go, all right, I'm going to lay down and down and make sure these fools know that I'm still hitting them while I try to locate them and give some precise, you know, actual melee hits. And or if it doesn't work out and you're like, oh, my God, at least at least at that point they took some damage and then you can get the heck out of there and regroup, you know, and the world moves on. Something you just said sparked me. Like I said, it's helpful for when you're having trouble finding them but you can also spam collapse and just moon jump around and be doing all kinds of damage while they're trying to find you. Just swirling and jumping and circle strafing all around them, just clapping away, doing damage while they're, while they're hopping and trying, getting frustrated, shooting grenades everywhere. They don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So clap got nerfed really bad during the last patch, but it's still useful for this kind of thing. Well, awesome. Fantastic. Now for level 4, to the left you've got Rope-A-Dope. While in a clothesline sprint, hitting a wall or canceling the dash turns Eldragon around, allowing for a second dash. To the right you've got Flailing Fists. Deactivating clothesline mid-sprint stops the dash and executes a ground slam, knocking enemies into the air. Now I definitely see benefits for both of these. For Rope-A-Dope, if you're running in on something and, oh look, now there's an Arendi behind him, now Boulder's in the way, now, oh god, I just want to get out of here. 
hit it again, you're, you're back out the door. But for me, I always go flailing fists because, like I said, clothesline is my initiator. I run in, I hit flailing fists, I pop them up into the air, then you can go start going ham doing all kinds of other stuff for them. Because, oh, I'm up in the air, I'm disoriented, and my health's going away. You know, it gives you that extra second of stuff to do to people to get them worried and either get them killed or get them running away. I agree once again on this one. Flailing fist is the way to go, and I, I like it for no matter which way you're going, if you're going to use it as an initiator or a retreat. Because here's, here's an instance that I've seen with a retreat, is you're trying to get the heck out of Dodge, and you see a Miko or an Alani or a healer. Well, guess what? They've got someone pestering them, a Wrath or somebody. Okay, well, I need them suckers to heal me. I can't have somebody scaring them off and ruining things. Boom, you you know stop mid-dash, you grand slam them, boom, they go flying up in the air. Now they're like, oh, my God, I'm under attack. Your healer is now freed up and can go, oh, this poor old dragon needs some heals, and maybe he'll do the job of killing this moron who's trying to kill me. Heal, and away you go. You can just, whoa, look, at now you're right in front of me. I'm full health. I can go ahead and get some attacks, and I got a healer in my pocket now because I just saved their life. It's perfect. Yeah, good thinking, mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm. So flailing fists, I think, is the way to go. Rope-a-dope's cool, mm-hmm. but since I generally like to use clothesline to get out more than I do to get in, I don't like the yeah. idea of hitting a wall and then just turning around and running right back into trouble. That's not my idea of getting yeah, the hell out true. of Dodge, so I don't generally <laughs> pick that one. Because you would definitely find that one little rock, rock that oh, would catch your toe time. on. Then. Well, I'm, I'm running back into the century with no exactly. minions. Oh, here we go. And dead. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. All right, level five. To the left, you've got heavyweight. Each stack of undisputed champion also reduces damage taken by 3%. In the middle, you've got uncanny, and each stack increases skill damage by 1.5%. To the right, you've got Welterweight, where each stack boosts Eldragon's movement speed by 1.5%. For me, it's either left or middle on this one. Movement speed is nice, and I like running around with Eldrag. I like moving fast with him. But when you can either take reduced damage or do more damage, why would you ever take movement speed over either one of those? I feel like I generally go, especially after the nerf, a little bit more with Heavyweight to take reduced damage to try and stick around a little bit longer. But you can't go wrong with the left or the middle for me. Yeah, on this one, the left or the middle would definitely be the better choices. For myself, I think heavyweight's the better option just because dealing the getting the reduced damage, that's just very that's, that's helpful in PvP and PvE. Staying alive longer, right. allowing yourself to get more hits, more time on the enemies without having to retreat, run away, hide behind rocks or whatever it is you got to do. I think that's just a better option. And more than anything, it's because the middle one is only for skill damage. If it was yeah. all damage, I would probably go with the middle. But it's not, so we're not going to, you know, oh, what ifs, what ifs. But. Well, see, you got to remember, though, that Undisputed Champ stacks already increase your melee damage by yeah. default. So this is kind of a stack to make it all damage, basically. That's true. I mean, but still, I don't know. In a sense, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, though. Whenever I just see skill damage, I'm just like, meh, I, I, I like it, but at the same time, I'm a, I want to take something that's a all-inclusive package. So, yeah, But yeah, I, I definitely gotcha. get your point. I mean, it already does the melee, so now it's just adding the skills on top. Still, mm-hmm. sorry, man, the Warden is powerful, and I think taking reduced damage, like you said, especially after that nerf, it's very important. Yep. 
All right, moving on to level six. To the left, you've got Hang Time. Activating Dragon Splash prompts Eldragon Shields to immediately begin recharging, as well as imparting health regen, plus 84 health regen over four seconds. In the middle, you've got Unstoppable, which increases Eldragon's melee attack speed for a short time after activating Dragon Splash. You get 20% attack speed on that. To the right, you've got Neckbreaker, which increases Clothesline's damage by 15%. For me, if you don't have the mutation... I think maybe you go to the left just to get a little bit more of that survivability. You don't get a lot of health regen there, but it is a little bit of something. And clothesline, I mean, clothesline does good damage, but it's not great. So to the right is kind of eh for me. But if you do have the mutation, I think you have to take it. I was playing Eldrag right before we started this, and I took the mutation, and as soon as you land Dragon Splash for maybe like two to three seconds, you're punching as fast as you do when you're in Fuego if you take this mutation. So you need to be taking it because you need to be punching fast and punching hard all the damn time. I agree. If you have the mutation, Unstoppable's hands down the best. Uh, taking that attack mm-hmm. speed up like that, oh, man, just changes the game altogether. And I also agree that if you do not, hang time is better. I really believe that clothesline is just used to get in and get out. I use it, obviously, yeah. to hit the enemies and slow them up and do a little bit of damage to get in or out, either way. But I don't really care. Right. It's, not, it's not there for me to win that fight or win that engagement. So I, I'm all mm. about hang time if you don't have the helix, middle helix, but unstoppable is by far the best. Level 7, to the left you got from the top rope, that reduces Dragon Splash's cooldown, allowing more frequent use. 20% cooldown time on that. To the right you got Big Splash, increases the size of Dragon Splash's area of effect, plus 50% area of effect radius. Now, before they nerfed all the AoEs, I would say you have to go Big Splash because you were shutting down lanes with that damn thing. I was looking on the forums earlier and someone was saying he got like a little kiddie pool AoE on that. Taking Big Splash will help out some, but for me, you have to go with from the top rope so you're dragon splashing more because if you have the mutation at level 6, you're getting that attack speed buff more and more and more. And even if you don't have that you're still doing that AoE damage every time you do Dragon Splash, so you have that little bit on the floor that people aren't going to want to be stepping in. So for me, to the left is always, always, always good. To the right, I could see people wanting to go to the right, but you can use it more to the left, even if it's bigger to the right. I I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree, Matt. You're going to have to go from the top rope on this one. You know, Using that ability more to get that attack speed is awesome. Enlarging the size... Is all right, but size doesn't always matter, Matt. I'm not going to make a player <laughs> X comment. I'm not. Yeah, easy pick, guys and girls. From the top rope, it is just better. Now we got level eight, which is the controversial one, and I might have to go on a little bit of a rant here, but I'll just go over the skills first of all. To the left, you got Heart of the Champion, which returns all health damage dealt by Eldragon's dropkick attack to his health, plus 100% lifesteal. In the middle, you've got Unbelievable, which replaces Eldragon's dropkick with a Liu Kang-type bicycle kick. So you fly forward, just kicking your little legs to your heart's content. Now that launches you forward and damages enemies. To the right, you've got Attitude Adjustment. Enemies struck by dropkick suffer increased damage for a short time, plus 16% damage amplification for 8 seconds. This whole Helix choice is garbage, because dropkick is crap. 
Dropkick is completely useless. Like I said, I was just playing Eldrag right before we did this. Oh, I'm going to try and use Dropkick and see if it does anything. Let me run up on your minion. Ploop. Kick. Hardly any damage. Plus, the kicker <laughs> is that after the Dropkick, you know, you kick both your legs out. But he drops to the floor and doesn't do anything for that, like, half second. So you do a teeny amount of damage, and then you're not attacking for that half second. Why wouldn't you just run in and punch somebody? Then you can just keep going into your melee, or, you know, run in, use your Dragon Splash, do something. Dropkick is completely useless to me. I never, ever use it, so... This one, hey, free-for-all, pick what you want. And with that being said, you cynical son of a gun, <laughs> I would say, whilst I don't use the dropkick myself, so this, maybe this is where we're making some critical mm-hmm. error that we don't know about. However... Oh, we're not. We're not. It's trash. The right, it's trash. The right side, attitude adjustment, I think, is the way to go with it. Yeah. Because, obviously, you just... I know you don't like using it, but you just come in, you use it one time, you get that amplification to your damage for eight seconds, and you know, yeah. like you said, there's a there's like a stun or a delay for half a second or so, but you're still gonna get a solid seven seconds with amped up damage. So yeah, I think true. it makes up for the fact that that one kick's gonna deal a decreased amount of damage, and then of course ham you up for a second. I think it weighs yeah. in that your attitude adjustment is going to be the best way to go for someone like you who doesn't really use and or care about Dropkick that much. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I did pick Unbelievable during my last run-through just to see if it did really good damage because, like I said, you do like a, a Liu Kang flying kick, so if you're running up on like a Bone Crusher Thrall, you will stand there and like pummel your feet on him for a little bit. But, you know, the targets that I used it on, it did decent damage if you hit them with the whole length of the kick, but it didn't do more damage than your melee attack would do in that amount of time. So, I think you're right. Go to the right with attitude adjustment. Bam! Damn! Loving it. This is feeling good. (laughs) Moving on to level 9. To the left, you got cut the line. Each target hit with clothesline reduces the skill's cooldown, minus 10% cooldown per hit. To the right, you got Lifeline. Health damage dealt by Clothesline is returned to Eldragona's health, plus 100% lifesteal. This one, total toss-up for me. Like you said earlier, I don't like really notice the damage that I'm doing with Clothesline. It's just kind of like a fun bonus that I'm actually hurting people with it. So you think about it in theory, and it sounds great. Like, oh, plus 100% lifesteal. So if you're hitting people who don't have shields with your Clothesline, if you hit two of them, that's like 320 health that's back at you. But that's kind of the amount of health I don't really notice in the middle of a big fight, which is what you're going to be in if you're hitting two people with your with your clothesline. So I always go to the left with cut the line just because cooldown reduction is always good. If I can run through a bunch of minions on my way to the person I'm trying to hit and knock up in the air with my clothesline, then it's coming up faster. And if I get in trouble, I can turn around and actually use it to run away. So I think cut the line... And lifeline, you can't really go wrong either way. I like cut the line more though. Um, this one's tough because I, you know, I understand where you're coming from a lot. I mean, big time. Basically, if you use it mm-hmm. as a initiator, because then you got a shot at it being able to be used as you know, get the heck out of dodge as well. However, I don't have good luck, and my world usually doesn't revolve around that. So I, I'm, I typically would go mm-hmm. with lifeline because oh god, I'm in trouble. Oh my god, I need to get out clothesline through the sons of guns and in theory like you said if you know health is taken that's health returned 
and it might just be just mm-hmm. just enough to get me to that healer and get healed or return to base or survive if you're in PVE whatever well, you know whatever the case is just it might just be enough to get mm-hmm. out of there and not die so i generally go with that one although i completely see your point with cut the line i think in, in mm-hmm. a player who's actually decent with el dragon i think cut the line's probably the better option but that lifeline's yeah. usually what i would go with so if you think you're pretty solid, go with cut the line because, like you said, you can initiate the combat and run through minions, run through a couple of baddies. Boom! Oh my God, the cooldown's up. I've done punch him in the face a few times, and I'm clotheslining right back on out. That's pretty solid. Moving on, last but not least, we got level ten. To the left is title fight. Activating in Fuego creates a ring of fire, dealing 133 damage to enemies as they enter or exit. In the middle is a mutation I don't have called unquenchable, so I can't verify that the damage on this is still correct but i'm just going to read what i got here it says while in fuego is active clothesline leaves behind a trail of electricity that damages foes up to plus 720 damage over six seconds which seems ridiculous but it is only while you're in fuego and only while you're clotheslining and your clothesline is a shorter hop when you're in fuego so maybe that makes up for it but that still seems like crazy damage anyway to the right you got dragon fire while in fuego is active eldragon's secondary melee attack fires a massive fireball dealing 37 damage now if you don't have the mutation on this one i always go to the left we're going to save strategy for a little bit later but how i always do eldragon is run in with clothesline knock him up activate in fuego then start doing other stuff to him so if you're activating that little ring around him if you're pushing them back or if they're running away, you're going to do that 133 damage to them. Just, it's just a given. Unless you can jump over it, but I, you know, you'd have to be a moon jumper like Thorn to do that. So I, I like to go with Fuego because I don't have this mutation just to try and guarantee more damage. And plus, people will see a ring around them and go, oh god, I'm scared, i got to run away, tick the damage. But if I had that mutation, I'd be taking it every single time. And I wouldn't be using clothesline to initiate. I'd sneaky-poo around... In Fuego on somebody, clothesline in or out or around just to create that field of death and doom and destruction just to be causing havoc. I think to the right, if you're chasing down people who are running away and you're throwing fireballs at them, cool, but I've never once taken it, so I don't know how far that massive fireball goes. To me, it's always left or the middle if you've got it. I would say for the right, I'd, I'd want to hear from maybe some of our listeners on how far that is because I actually haven't seen it or picked it either. Uh, title yeah. fight is like you said without the uh, the middle helix the way to go because you're putting another AOE on the ground. Granted, it's a conditional AOE, but it's an AOE all the same, and yeah. it makes people worried, and it creates a situation where you have the advantage. Once again, yeah. as you said, that middle one, holy cow! I don't have it either on El Dragon, but if that's accurate, yeah. Going in there and just basically hee-hawing around and just getting them all sucked up in that electricity. That's that's major. That would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But since yeah. I'm a scrub and only have, uh, you know, the two title fights, usually the name of the game right there. Yep, definitely agree. I think we'll swing into strategy a little bit just because I basically introed it for you there in, my, in the uh, the last Helix choice. For Eldragon, after his nerf, you got to play him really cautiously in those first, like, four levels. I think... Once you get to level 4 and get that knock-up on your clothesline, then you can start going ham on some people. But other than that, especially in a PvP environment, it's really hard. you got to really be picking your spots, just hiding out behind rocks, trying to pick off minions here or there until you can actually 
knock people up with that clothesline and use it as a decent initiator. Or like you said, a retreat, but you got to get in there first and you're pretty fragile here. So I would say be be hovering around the edges of fights, kind of like not super front line, but like right behind your front line. Try and get extra damage on people, trying to start picking them off. Try and find weak weak people to jump on, especially once you get to level four. I think once you hit around level seven, you start being able to build on your existing skills a little bit more. You can do a lot more damage. Once you get that that attack speed buff after your dragon splash, that is a game changer. As soon as you get that, you can start going ham on everybody. Because even if you don't have your Enfuego up, you dragon splash, now you have about two seconds of Enfuego style attack speed. So once you get that, then you can kind of brawl a little bit more. But you really got to be careful with Eldrag nowadays. Unless they change it later, he's, he's kind of more of an assassin than a brawler. So you just, just got to keep that in I mind. I play him pretty similar. It's he's like a secondary melee basically. You want to have your your main yeah. melee, your main brawlers getting in there, getting the fights initiated, getting everybody's attention. And while their attention's on your big your big brawlers and your tanks, whom they should be, well, obviously you want them to be, but they shouldn't be because they be, should be on the healers, etc. But I digress. Their attention's diverted, and you pop in. Bam! Slam in on them, do all sorts of damage. The minute things start to go awry, or they're starting to focus on you, you want to mm-hmm. get the heck out, and then you want to disappear again, hide behind the rocks, like you said. You know, go get a heal from the healer and come back and assess the situation, and wait for your opportunity once again to just wham in there, pound, 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 hit, 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 and get the heck out. And I would say, unless you're really confident with them. That's the kind of attitude you want to stick to pretty much the entire time you're playing him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. One other thing I did want to mention, like you said, don't play him like your average melee or your average brawler. He doesn't have a lot of hard CCs. He's got the one knockup, but he doesn't have a silence. He doesn't have... I mean, he's got a stun, but you have to be in fuego and you got to hit him with Dragon Splash. It's not super reliable like, say, a Galilea Shield Throw. you got to be careful against characters that have those kind of things because what usually happens with me is I'll go in with my clothesline, knock him up in the air. While they're up there, I'll go in fuego. And then, thinking I'm Billy Badass, I'll try and stun him with my Dragon Splash right away. And as soon as they come down, Galilea will stun me or... Galt will hook me, or Shane and Oryx will grab me. What I would recommend doing is run in clothesline, knock him up, go in fuego, now start moon jumping with your clap, and so see if you can get behind him, get him a little disoriented, then you can hit him with that dragon splash. And the added bonus of that is, as you're moon jumping, you can activate it up in the air. So you can even do this from, you know, if you're on overgrowth, up in the peeky poo, go in fuego, jump out, dragon splash in the air where people maybe can't see you, come down, hit the AoE, hit the stun, do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, really focus on who you're fighting. Don't go in on a Galilea thinking you can just have your way with her because she'll stun you, and then you're going to have a bad time, and you're going to have to run away. Precisely. Do not think you are a brawler. Do not go one-on-one with Kelvin. Do not go one-on-one with Galilea. Do not go one-on-one with Phoebe. Just don't. Don't go one-on-one with Boulder. Don't you dare do that. Well, if anybody does that, they're just stupid because Boulder's a demigod. So you need to be prepared. (laughs) Be prepared. Be prepared. Do you like that, Matt? That was pretty good. Awesome. Thank you.
That was pretty good. <laughs> Appreciate it. But yeah, that's pretty much it for Elder Gone's play style. But the most importantly and lastly, Matt, is we got gear. Oh, yeah, we got some gear. What kind of gear should El Dragon wear? Uh, a mask, underwear, and a belt. Boom. Done. Actually, first thing you should put on is his cybernetic arms. we got to make sure your arms are on. True. Otherwise, you're just, you're just a torso. <laughs> you're Goldberg. Human torpedo. <laughs> That's all you need is a spear. There you go. Just spear him. That's all you need. You don't need nothing else. If he keeps that crown on, oh, that hurt. That That is true, actually. That, that cuts you up real good. Exactly. Oh. Bleed damage on the crown. Boom. There you go. Instead of that drop kick, give him a spear with his crown on doing bleed damage. Boom. Yeah, and then it enrages him to have the blood dripping down in his face, and boom, he deals 10% extra damage for 15 seconds or exactly. something. Exactly. Wow. Don't worry, Gearbox. See, perfect. Boom. Boom. There you go. You're welcome, Gearbox. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, I can tell you this. It comes down basically the same old, same old for me. It comes down to attack damage, attack speed, maximum health, and once again, I've played a ton and ton with health regen since they went ahead and uh, upped it, and I still cannot tell if it's Mm -hmm. doing me any good or not. And now what this tells me is that it's yeah. not. Because if it actually really did help me... Yeah, because you would know if it was. I think I'd notice. I'd go, oh my God, holy cow, I'm not dying at all here. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I would still stick to the all truistic attack damage, attack speed, maximum health, and there you go. Boom, bada bing, put it all on, and you're a winner. Yeah, I definitely agree. Attack damage, attack speed is what you need. <laughs> oh, wow, that was good. <laughs> Attack damage and attack speed, all you need. Eldragon shows you himself. When you go in Fuego, what happens? You get stronger and you get faster. You could punch harder and you can punch faster. So stack it up with your gear, too. I've got an attack damage piece that has attack speed as its secondary. You pair that with an attack speed that has attack damage as its secondary, you're, you're just the king of the world. And then, like you said... I usually pair it up with a max health item. A, uh, I think I've got a vampiric vestment, which gives you stacks of health for you know each major enemy you kill. So you can't really go wrong with that. I still find he's really fragile with that, but I, I think the only other thing you could put, maybe swap that in with is a cooldown reduction item, just to get your splashes and your clotheslines up faster. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's really tough. The nerfs they did to Eldragon lately. Like I was telling you, his survivability comes from, A, his health, which they nerfed, and his ability to kill people really fast, mm-hmm. so his attack damage and attack speed, which they nerfed. So anytime you can buff up any of that, it will really help you as an Eldragon. And we didn't forget, or at least I didn't. I didn't. I was about to mention it to you, sucker. Don't even try that. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. I was, I was sitting here, like, lurking, waiting to speak up. Oh, but Mr. Matt, what about his legendary? What's this, hey? I got it right here. It's the Charged Champion's Belt. It gives you negative 1.05 second shield recharge delay, plus 9.8% sprint speed. Both of those are always good. But the Eldrag special effect is Clothesline and Dragon Splash give you 25% extra damage, but they damage Eldrag on a miss. So that's, that's way too toss-uppy for me. If I even had this, I would never use that because... I mean, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at hitting a clothesline and knocking people up in the air and then 
making a dragon splash work if I'm even if I'm hitting one or two of the people I knocked up. But I don't want to be doing any more damage to myself if I happen to miss something. Why would I ever want to hurt myself? Why? Why? Why, I ask you. Be more constructive with that feedback, Matt. I, I was very constructive with that feedback, actually. <laughs> you were. Very good job. And I agree wholeheartedly. I am not taking any sort of piece of gear that says, hey, if you screw up, you will be punished. I do not like that, said Sam I am, and I will not take it. Because as we've learned, if there's a way for things to go wrong, they will go wrong. So we'd be sitting there, oh, I just hit my dragon splash and, and fried myself to death. We'd be like Player X playing uh, Anything. Krieg the Psycho. I'll keep hitting myself in the face. It says it's only a 25% chance, but it happens every time. That's exactly what this would be. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. So, yeah, that wraps it up unless you got anything else. No, that's El Dragon, man. That's him in a bucket. Yeah, that's a, that's our luchador assassin right there. That's that's all we got. So, you know, after, after all our, our wise advice, did we maybe screw everything up? Are we stupid? Is the dropkick the greatest thing that's ever happened? Let us know. Drop us a line. You can email us at info at thirdshift.me. We're on Twitter as thirdshiftme. That's thirdshiftme. And we're on Facebook under Third Shift. And as always, this isn't a big old episode, but I do want to say we appreciate you guys listening as oh, yeah. always. We love each and every one of you, you know. And if you guys love us, we got a Patreon out there. You know, we call it our little tip jar. That's right. Feel free to throw us a tip. You know, makes us feel better. It makes my heart grow bigger. And if you know me, you know my heart's real small. So it's got a lot of room to grow. I ain't promising anything. There you go. <laughs> oh, you are ridiculous, good sir. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you are a Grinch, too, sometimes. <laughs> I, w- I won't say all the times, but sometimes, uh, yes. Hey, sometimes, man. Sometimes that's what it calls for, though. Somebody's got to be the Grinch. I am. Somebody's got to fill them shoes. I guess it's me. So with that, y'all... We appreciate you, and we can't wait to talk to you here soon in the next main episode. That's right. And as always, don't don't forget forget to save. save.